0: You have one unheard message.
1: Hey. I'll just call to see if you are up. Oh, you are? Well, I've been drinking a little bit. And I want to run some bits. By you. Rock Legion. And, and drunk, yeah. I, oh, We are up. Uh, we like to spot no wait 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 drunk die oh. drunk die, oh.
2: girl do you want to know what's going on in this world you might be a boy so
0: sorry We kind of fucked up, acting like cubs. It's a drunk dial. Don't tell my mom that shit's the bomb. Drunk dial.
1: Tom Collins really makes you happy.
0: Drunk dial. Mm, 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 mm.
1: Do you remember when 9-11 happened? It was pretty bad. But not as bad as this
0: shit.
2: (laughs) All this stuff happened.
0: So now he's kind of sad by himself at home. He has all this podcast equipment, and I'm his neighbor. And so he was like, "We should have a different podcast where hey, we call people. In, true, true. We call people in quarantine.
2: Yeah, we call, call calling up comics in quarantine. Uh, Bridget is not a comic. She is a mm-hmm. uh, professional chef.
0: I used to be a chef before before <laughs> coronavirus. I used to be a chef.
1: Okay, so you say <laughs> she I'm was
2: yeah she was the executive chef at uh at brew dog airhard brew dog brewery
1: brew dog this sounds that sounds familiar but you know i man you know i've been to so many breweries and eat places bad like <laughs> in the past four years at all right? <laughs> uh man how are
2: you, how are you how how are you doing with all this craziness man Like, because, like 'cause like uh, last I saw, you know, like I, we're, I was trying to book you on uh red flag comedy uh, anniversary show. I saw that you just yeah. got passed at your home club, like uh, just on the way up, doing great things like your careers, you know, taking off off a lot of hard work. And then, um, you know, comedy and the food service industry both kind of got canceled in the same week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yeah, it's crazy because, uh that's what even before comedy, uh actually the, the the like restaurant industry is the reason why I do comedy.
0: What do you uh, mean what do you mean by that? because
1: I was because I was working <clears throat> sorry, I sorry my thumb shit. I've been working um I've been working in a restaurant for seven years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh like front of the house, you know what I'm saying, seven bartenders. And it was the first two jobs that I had in serving. it was like people were like, oh man. My coworkers like, oh you funny, you funny, you funny, you funny, you funny, you funny, you funny. And I was like, man, y'all crazy. And I kept, I was doing music back then, so I wasn't just really, you know what I'm saying, worried about it. I was just, i, I always been silly my whole life. Mm-hmm. But then, so the third job, I the third like serving job that I had, um, I was working with this, I was working with, like I said, like. Different type of people, both me and this one gay guy. Um, we was pretty much we always said we was pretty much the same person because we were like the same age. Uh, our birthdays was like right around the same time, so we both had the same sign. Uh, but he was just a white, old, like he was a white dude, and I was just a black dude. Yeah. And uh, so we we was all we always had the same kind of humor, but he was be more like from a gay perspective, and mine from a black dude perspective. Yeah. So all our coworkers thought we was like we was just hilarious or whatever. So me and him, like, made an agreement to go and do stand up at an open mic on like a Tuesday. It was like, yeah, let me just gonna go on a Tuesday, blah blah blah. And then so we set it up, and then he flaked. And then I just, and I went in, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. And, uh, and from there, it was like I started going, and I've not stopped going ever since then. That's
2: <laughs> that's all. Did he ever? Did he ever
1: do it? No, he never did it, and he, like we still like, like we still like, I, we are friends. But I just don't see him as much because, like, since I've been doing comedy probably about the last three and a half years, I really just been kind of focused on that and been traveling a lot, and I don't really do too much outside of comedy. Like, even on when I go out of town, it's mostly driven towards comedy, you know, I'm just, like traveling. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he followed me on Instagram, but, like he follows, like like my stuff, and he'd watch the stories. But it's kind of. I I wonder how that like that from his perspective would be. You know what I'm saying? For somebody who didn't go up, and then five years later, it's like I'm pushing forward. And then we would have came in together. So I know he would have been like, I know he would have been funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not even well, and when, when like, you I kind know of, he would. When
0: when you have like a banter with someone, like that's kind of your shtick is like the banter between the two of you. And then you have to go by yourself. It's like you have to kind of adjust and figure out your own your own thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that when he would have found his voice, it would have been, it would have been undeniable. For one, he he would have just been, but like, for Nashville, it's not a, like, a, it's not a lot of gay comics here. You know what I'm saying? It, we're, like the one that we, the most prominent like gay guy we had here, he, uh, he left and moved to LA about six months ago. And so we really don't have like a lot of gay comics in there. I best, like our best, one of our best comics in town, but also like our funniest lady comic, she moved to LA too. So it's like now we uh, we kind of just bring it all back together. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like <laughs> about helping develop new people now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, and so now it's like I, I kind of, uh, yeah, I always tried to help out people as they always came up, but I'm a, I'm a, like a tough love type of person too, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't just going to give somebody something because they just like, oh, because you. You, just because you a woman or just because you're gay or just because you're black, I'm not just going to automatically give you stuff. like I want you, just, like, I, I want it to be a fall-off. You know what I'm saying? It's about, I want people to take, like, I don't know, sometimes I feel that I have more pride in other people's material than they do because it's like, I don't want you to come out here and bomb because it looks bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like It's like, like, I'm like, you represent, like, and I try to tell people, like, you represent like like every time I hate to say it, but it's like every time like a woman comic go on stage, she represent almost she she represent women at that point. You know what I'm saying? Every, yeah. Because every because you know it's that going stereotype that oh women ain't funny, blah 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 blah, and this and that, and so. And like for the, for black dudes too, I always tell them it's like, look, we every black dude got a reputation. Everybody think we all def jam comics so until we do something different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes. I kind of tell like, it's kind of that same thing. It's kind of like, yeah, it's nothing wrong with def jam comedy, but now it's like people are figuring out it's not just one type of black dude. You know what I'm saying? It's like we, we we black people. You know what I'm saying? It's different types. It's rich people, broke people, assholes, cool people, misogynistic, <laughs> all kind of motherfucking black people. And people like finally realizing that, and that's that's what I don't know. That's what I'm glad that we kind of get into. But I, I do try my best to help out as much as I can here, though.
2: Yeah, no, I, I def I definitely noticed that with like the black community. Like uh, I remember, like one of my first serving jobs was at a uh, uh, T.J. Fridays on the south side mm-hmm. of Indianapolis. And I had a black manager, and he would just look at me, and he—I I could tell he was just like, "Come on, man, it's just me and you down here. There ain't nobody else, and you are fucking—you ter- yeah. are terrible at your job. You're making us both look bad." Yeah, like, Step it
1: up. Yeah, it's the it's thing. It's because it's, it's just like this whole thing is like it goes to the point where it's like, I right, you making you make yourself look bad, then you make me look bad too, <laughs> and then now." I gotta pull I feel like now I gotta pull both people away and just just to prove a point. And then you know what I'm saying, which is like and that's why I don't know. I just try to do that, try to encourage people to come out. And that's why a lot of people like especially now like when like when new black comics start, they're always they're like, Yeah, give me some advice, what you give me. I'm like, man, do the mics, man. Do the mics. That's all I can tell you at first. You know what I'm saying? Everything else will fall in line. You'll figure out your voice, you'll figure out techniques, but you gotta just get on that stage in front of different type of people. Mm-hmm. Because if you just go on stage to the same type of people, you go, you go, bomb. When you go like, that's like, that's one good thing about, I can say like the South and the Midwest, you know what I'm saying? Uh is that it, you, you can get spoiled in the metropolitan area. Yeah. And then you get inside of that metropolitan area. Yeah. You can get even more spoiled with being in like a, a left-leaning side more than, you know what I'm saying? So if you're doing more, which comedy is, most comedies are left-leaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen, or, or, or projected out. Um, but yeah, so it's like you can be getting to that threshold, but when you travel 30 minutes outside of any any major city in the Midwest and the Southeast, it's going to be different. So after you, in Indy, you leave Indy 30 minutes out, it's going to start getting weird.
2: You, you, know you are you so. are so correct i've I've seen comics that kill in these like you said metropolitan areas and then go in in indie, it's like it's not that far. It sometimes it's fifteen minutes outside of downtown, and it's yeah. a completely different demographic, and then they're they're dropping jokes that normally kill with you know, like you said, left leaning audiences and then just getting kind of stunned looks like what
1: yeah
0: like having, yeah. A, having an, a- an eclectic audience definitely makes a difference in in the specific jokes that you direct i think that's like an amazing part of stand-up is very much like dependent on the audience and being able to react to that
1: yeah for sure it's uh yeah it, it, it definitely helps you with your, like with demographic work. it's like if, if some jokes it, it don't even mean that jokes are not even funny it just means that they don't know how to deliver that to to it's you not know saying? it's kinda of like food. You know what I'm saying? You can go anywhere, you can get a steak. You can get a steak and a baked potato anywhere. But in some places they are gonna do extra stuff with they're gonna make their presentation look better. Mm-hmm. They gonna have they're gonna have the, the size of that potatoes look better. They might use red uh the red skin potatoes rather than the regular Idaho. They might you know what I'm saying, Yukon potatoes. they they gonna make their presentation look good. Yeah. They're gonna figure out how to cook it right and how to cook it to that temperature. And that's how I kind I look at like that's how I look at stand-up. It's like, yeah, everybody, every crowd ain't gonna be a medium rare crowd. You know what I'm saying? Some people gonna be some people gonna want medium well, some people going want well done, some people gonna want it bleeding on the plate. But it's on me to go and figure out that equation of what's gonna, you know what I'm saying, kinda what they gonna like about per you know what I'm saying? That's why I kinda start off with a lot of uh a lot of my material it's about me being on the road like my first my opening material to kinda of like get people see what they going for. It's like questions based. Uh my first question I usually ask people is uh who loves Jesus? And that's usually <laughs> my first joke I start with. And because if you go if people go eight shit, they be like, Oh, Jesus, we love Jesus. Woo, woo, woo I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm taking this joke out. That joke <laughs> out.
0: Like, that's not going to land. That's not going to land. It's going
1: to be fine. Yeah. yeah, but if they like, oh, no, jeans are kind of like nonchalant. I'd be like, okay, okay. i like, all right, I can do a little extra. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of, but I found that, you know what I'm saying? That was, that was my first, when I first started learning, you know, Like that's how I used to use that joke. And I still use mm-hmm. it to this day, though. It depends, like, yeah, Especially if I'm working the club, you know what I'm saying? I don't. It depends what the headline you know is. You don't know a headline of crowd, you know what I'm saying? Particularly if you don't know that headline well. You don't know, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to see what that crowd look like. I'm going to see who this and that, who that. I don't know. So I just like to, to ease into people. I don't, I'm don't. i not one of come and just jump off usually and just like off top and hit you in your fucking mouth right now. You know what I'm saying? No, I, th- I'm I think I'm super smart. Up.
0: Like I, I tell my, my line cooks get upset all the time because they're like, no, like this is medium rare. And I was like, well, yeah, like you think that's medium rare. I like, we tempt it. We know that's medium rare, but like the customer doesn't think it's medium rare. And like our job at the end of the day is to like make them happy. It's like, it's to make exactly. look for you guys. It's like, it's to make them laugh. Like it might not be, you know, like I know that this is a medium well steak, that that's actually what they want. They don't want a medium rare. They ordered medium rare. I get that, but it's like these, I mean, my younger line coach are like, well, no, like this is right. And I was like, well, but it's like, it also, they're paying for it. So...
1: They are. Exactly. We
0: and we, we adjust.
1: Got to. And that's why I try to tell people that's the attitude. And Unless you're a household name, or unless you selling out clothes every weekend, mm-hmm. it's on us to be funny. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, I can go up there and I can prove a point, and I can say all the is." Is Lord shit. I can say all the crazy stuff that I know gonna ruffle people's feathers up, which I still will do it, uh, (laughs) time to time, but it's also, it's packaged in though. It's like, I know, I know like if I say something's gonna fuck with people, I'm gonna have something right behind it. So, you know what I'm saying? I call it the coffee beans. You know what I'm saying? You know, we go and you, uh, you go to like the the mall and you, you smelling cologne. You smell like two or three of them. They hand you the coffee beans to like reset, reset your nose. <laughs> and it's like, kind yeah,
0: appease them a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Give it's a little give and take because that's until <laughs> until you are famous, like I said. Until comedy is literally paying your bills and then more, where you have disposable income and all kind of other shit. It's on us to make people happy. It's on us to be rememberable. It's on us to make people where they want the future invest in you because that's how. I sell hats at the show. I sell shirts and hoodies and all kind of stuff. And that's instant it's satis- instant gratification, and it's instant showing that people are, are are satisfied with what you did. They're willing to support you. They believe they, they believing your jokes. They believe you're funny. It's something about you that attach them to, to feel like they want to like to, to, to give in to what you got going. Mm-hmm. And so that's why and that's why I try to tell people like, how can you sell? You go up there and bomb. How are you gonna sell merch? <laughs> what you gonna do <laughs> and it was like it's just, that's what I try to tell people man it's like until until you like until you got some shit really going to where you don't have to worry about shit it's on us. it's like it's like even with y'all like even being in the restaurant industry like I, I literally I was restaurant industry until January because I've not been working I've only been doing this comedy for the last two months because I wasn't going to work again until I went to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh but but the whole thing is that the same kind of deal. It's like what like with with a restaurant is if you know it once you open up your own restaurant that's when you start cooking your own food. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you uh, if you a CDC, yeah, you might be the the chef on the day to day, but you still got to cook some some version of what the main chef wants you to cook Yeah, you know what I'm saying
0: or or even if you're a chef for like a restaurant that the owner is someone different from you or or if it's a corporate job it's like you at the end of the day like you're representing a company like if you're a chef to cuisine or if you're an executive chef for like a corporate company like you have to I mean you have to deliver on kind of their message a little bit and until you own your own place that's you know you have to get you have to get the reviews you have to get the likes I feel
1: that you gotta get that like you got yeah for sure and <clears throat> and that's why I feel fortunate because in Nashville I, I've been able to work for like some some very like famous chefs you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. chefs that are like like James Beard Award winners and stuff like that you know so I got and and I ain't saying that in a brag way I'm saying that is that I I learned. Food in the restaurant industry in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you start seeing how these, like, head chefs really work. I used out, like, there's a place called Husk in Asheville. It used to be owned, by, not owned, it used to be partnered on by uh, Sean Brock. And, um, and so he used to come up there, of course, but just to see how he ran his place in the see where everybody, so all the cooks there pretty much just ate shit. They ate shit for, like, for at least a year to two years just to have that place on that resume. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because so, they they could always, if you're a line cook, you go from pretty much, if you there, you go from line cook to sous chef or hire, you know what I'm saying? From once you leave that, you almost guarantee they just got off the reputation. So me seeing how people were really taking the L, they working the hardest. They mm-hmm. We had a fire grill and shit. And they cooking steaks on a fire grill in an old plantation house. So imagine how hot that motherfucker was. And you know what I'm saying? So, um, And so, yeah, it's like you see people bust their ass, though. They bust their ass, though, just because they know it's kind of like comedy. They know they need that credit. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I need that comedy credit from either Comedy Central or Late Night or something. So that's how you get that extra money. That's how you get that extra pool, the extra blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it's all kind of like the same industry. And that's it's really comparable, actually, you know what I'm saying? Just because it's a hustle. And like, you got to hustle harder than other motherfuckers. And that's how you're going to do it. Because yeah, they're going to bring people, like a restaurant going to bring in a certain amount of people, blah, blah, blah. But if you a real good server you're gonna be able to start seeing you're gonna be able to exceed even your peers like the the top of the top servers gonna to exceed their peers they're gonna make fifty to a hundred dollars more every night because they're just better at their job than everybody else mm-hmm. other people are just doing the basic and other people are exceeding expectations and that's kind of like how I try to look at a lot of this so
2: so brad you uh you just said that uh basically as of the 2020 this new year you've You, I mean, you've been in the game for a long time, but you finally got to the point where you didn't have those those backup jobs, and comedy was your only job for what the past three months. How 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 has you know everything that's going on? How how has that affected you? And kind of what are you doing? Oh, (laughs) it it got got it got it got got all of us, brother. You you and me,
1: yeah, yeah. It got man, guys, got because it's uh. Yeah, that's one thing. It's all right. So one thing I've been doing to, to try to stay a, above the curve, like before all this hit, is like stuff like having merch mm-hmm. uh, and like having my hats and having stuff to sell. Um, and so that's what's one thing to offset it because I can usually, usually it was a real, a, a fairly attended show. I usually could sell probably usually a hundred dollars to maybe a hundred fifty. On shows. You know what I'm saying? Like on hats and merch. And then usually the money from the shows. And then like I, I just started getting to why I'm now headlining like clubs now. And so I had a few of those weekends set up. Which is uh, which, which is t-
2: huge for people that don't know comedy. Like that's a huge benchmark of uh, of tra- yeah, transitioning into headliner spot.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I was probably, I was doing smaller clubs. uh started to do Smaller clubs on Fridays and Saturdays, and uh, some bigger clubs uh, like on like weekdays, like Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday night stuff like that. Um, Yeah, setting up stuff like that because that's a different and like and it's a different in pay scale with that. When you start doing the headlining shows, you be like, oh, okay. Then when you start getting a, a very high percentage of the door from some of these like from some of the clubs, and you start like seeing that. If I didn't have my show in February, if this stuff hit, if it literally hit. Two weeks before it did, harder like than it did. I would be even fucked more fucked up because, uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. Because I I've I've had to cancel so many dates Mm -hmm. um, because of this. Because remember, like even man, you was talking because we like the original date you had it had to get switched. Uh, So the reason reference of that because I had a whole I built a little small run. Around the Midwest, where all the cities were maybe you know say an hour and a half, two hours away from each other. Like mm-hmm. I think the max was like three, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think St. Louis was the furthest one away, and that was from any the St. Louis. That was the furthest one. Uh, but yeah, I was hanging around that whole area in the Louisville and the, the Cincinnati and all that. So that killed it. Uh, I know I just I lost a good amount of money in the last two days because I was supposed to be in Memphis, uh, Wednesday and yesterday. And then I supposed to have another show tonight here and it's a, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been at least two months of shows automatically <laughs> already canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I was submitted to this festival in Canada and it was supposed to be in April. So I know that all's been postponed. Um, I had some, like some stuff abroad that was kind of scheduled. And, uh, but you know what I'm saying? That, I'm definitely not going to be doing... I don't think I'm going to be doing shit abroad for at least another year. I'm going to wait now. <laughs> just put, you know put what so be, on it. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to keep this shit over here for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I ain't going to just get over, over too crazy overseas. See, that, that's, and that's what that's what sucks, though. Just when... Like, I've not been overseas, and I'm just getting to the point where I was setting up stuff to start going... And try to see what it is, you know to see stuff out there. It's some stuff and that was in Scotland that I was kind of try to check out, uh, and had some invites to, But because of that, it's like now I'm like I ain't fuck with Europe at least for a year. Like <laughs> yeah. that shit settle down. Like it's, it's
0: beautiful over yeah. there. But <laughs> I do not go right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, oh yeah. That's that's why. Like
0: like it's it's, it's fucked here. It's, it's more fucked there.
1: It is very more fucked there. Uh, but I'll say this. I'm in one of the like worst cities in America for for the corona shit right now too, which is Nashville. We we have we have a ridiculous uh like amount in our County and for Nashville. This is yes, crazy. But it's a moving shaking city, a lot of it's a hub city, moving shaking city, so there's a lot of people in and out of here. And we are a tourist trap too, so it's, it's been nothing but people from all over the world come Seven days a week in Nashville, it's like, and so that's that's been a whole crazy thing. It's crazy to see, like, one of my friends, a photographer, he was downtown, he was taking pictures downtown, and to see nobody down there at all was crazy.
0: They they kind of were talking about this week about like Mardi Gras uh, down in New Orleans is like it's just now starting to come out because that was about fourteen days ago that Mardi Gras was happening. It's obviously like the first to second week of. Of March, that's so like that's that's when the most people are in New Orleans, and now they're they've all gone home, and it's kind of spread aggressively since then. And now it's starting to pop up a little bit more all over the place. And I would imagine, I mean, Nashville is kind of similar, where it's definitely like you said, a tourist hub that people come there and then they go everywhere else, and it just spreads. That oh way. yeah,
1: it's spread. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's pretty intensive. It's um yeah, it was like yeah, they confirmed like sixty nine cases just yesterday in Nashville.
0: Wow. Or some shit. It's wow.
1: like, I remember like just on just that day. We we in the hundreds, for sure. Mm-hmm. We up there. Um, but yeah, it's like one of them cities. it's like, it, it's just people, they got to do shit here. And people, and it's like, it, it, it's, even now, people still hard to stay home. Like, I ain't saying that people are going out because everything closed. They ain't really doing that. But people just ain't staying there still. And that's, that's one thing I can't afford in various ways of getting sick. And then, so my biggest thing is I'm trying to make sure, like, my mom is okay because I did go to New Orleans uh, around that threshold. And, um, so are you, stuff are you like just that. staying
2: yeah. away from her so you don't get her sick kind of thing?
1: I have to Yeah. I, there's no way I can visit her anyway, uh, because, uh, me, like, because she has congestive heart failure. She's, like, one of the people that's most at risk you know what I'm saying, like, just because of the congestive heart failure and lupus. you know what I'm saying, so I don't even want to even bring even a change in that environment right now, you know what I'm saying, to her, to, to her. Absolutely. So even though, like, for real, for real, almost, it would almost be better for me to spend it, like, you know what I'm saying, it would be almost better for me to spend a quarantine in the middle of the country than spend here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, because I even got more stuff to my, you know what I'm saying, to to my benefit, being at home, I, I got a lot of more resources. But being here, that's where I live at. You know what I'm saying? This is comfortable. This is where I can create content. This is where I can do content. This is where I can get into my, you know what I'm saying, my spot a little more.
0: Well, but yeah, there's, there's more things coming out every day. It's like, obviously, like, mm-hmm. cardboard is a big thing. People have been ordering Amazon. They've been ordering, like, grocery their door. Uh, cardboard apparently keeps it for uh, 24 to 48 hours. They're now saying, like, the soles of your shoes uh, can hold it for a certain amount of time. If you go to the grocery store, the produce in the store, you're supposed to wash it with soap. It's like they keep coming up with more and more stuff every day. Soap that makes it, yes, you're I'm supposed, supposed to, to wash, wash my lettuce your with produce soap. Produce with soap is like the new thing that comes. Like it's more and more things every day that it's just, yeah. It's 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 a lot. It's like you're scrubbing up for surgery every time you bring anything into your home.
1: Yeah, I literally, I, I did that last week. I, I cleaned all the groceries, bro. You, you like, put yeah, it was like,
2: soap on them grapes,
1: bro. I put I, I made like dish water and I dipped everything in the dish water. Bananas, that dang. Uh, like I had like I got bags of baby spinach. I dipped them bags of baby spinach. Like like I was washing dishes. I did all this shit. Wow.
2: <laughs> so so let me ask you, you're 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 a single dude, Brad. Uh, are you yep. are you you're not hitting anybody during this pandemic? You're not. No
1: nah, man. No. <laughs> it, it, this is it, Dyke's number
0: one question
1: to everyone. <laughs> number no, one, it's two reasons. <laughs> okay. the person that I, I currently, uh, you know, what I'm saying, I guess we currently uh, frequent each other. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love <laughs>
0: that phrasing. Nurse.
1: Yeah, she's a she's a nurse.
2: Oh, and she,
1: yeah. yeah, and so she works at Vanderbilt. <laughs> so it's like that's the. Yeah, that's just like she's out in the trenches every day. You know, what I'm saying that'd be the last person. <laughs> that'd be the last person. Like, even though that's my main person, that's my last person I could even have any contact with. Yeah. Like 'cause because she's out. She's literally out every. She had,
2: she's on the front line. And she's
1: yes, yeah, she's thirty, and so she's younger than a lot of the a lot of her coworkers. So, like, any of her coworkers over, like. 45, they already kind of like put them on light duty. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, Oh, really? They, they, that's yeah, of, oh man, that's crazy. Yeah, so she, if there's any, like any nurses that's over like 45, they're like, nah, we're well, we gonna yeah. pull you back a little bit and make you do this, make you work here in the office a little more, blah, blah, blah. They, they
0: kind but of yeah. quarantine them at work.
1: Yeah, because uh, see, the whole thing is, our Vanderbilt thing is to cut, man, it's just it's a whole big piece of area. It's like so much over there by Vandy. That's With the cool. hospital, like, cause you know, of course the college, but then mm-hmm. the whole medical stuff behind it, cause they got the, they got so many different type of uh specialties at Vanderbilt from like, so they got all kind of different clinics and big clinics and stuff there. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a huge place. And so it's like, it's, it's still running. Uh, everything over there is crazy. And so, yeah, so, yeah, I'm have to wait for her for sure, <laughs> and then <laughs> you're like,
0: "But I come a, over."
1: But I kind of almost sometimes, but <laughs> but the uh, I does say though is I, this is my analysis too though. I think that if if only as a man, as a single man, like if you keep. Contact with women over this period. It's a quarantine period. If you talk to people like three or four times a week, check on them, keep a good rapport. Because after this stuff lifts, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be hot weather. It's gonna be oh, freak! Weather.
2: You're talking about the freak neck.
1: It's gonna be freaky. It's gonna be some corn. That cute. That quarantine. It's be
0: everywhere <laughs> for he's it. he's it's like, plant, be, plant the seed now. Plant the seed now while they're in quarantine. Yes. <laughs> like, be a little, a little dirty talk over texting. A little bit like, make them yeah. think about it. Then they'll, they'll sit on yeah. it for a couple weeks, and then they're gonna be released from it. and They're gonna come right over. Yeah,
1: they're gonna be ready. They're gonna be ready. <laughs> Just kind of. I've been doing. I've been. I've been telling Fritz. Stories on uh, on Instagram, and uh, uh, just because I, I did I, I did one on a podcast and I released it, and then a lot of people start inboxing me, and so yeah, like for the last few days I've just been telling freaking stories, and but it's funny because like with the Instagram stuff you can see how many people see your stories, yeah. and you can see all kind of stuff. So over so over the last probably about four or five days I've had a lot of people on my shit because I got a home girl who's uh, she's a Successful porn
2: star, yeah.
1: But okay. she's like, she's on a sabbatical. Uh, she's on a sabbatical currently. I, I, did you, I like, think
2: I saw a post. Did you just post about her recently?
1: Yeah, yeah, I posted about it. Yeah, and okay, then, so I know who you're talking like, about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny <laughs> And so I posted, it and she was like, "Man, you can tag me in it." I was like, "I was just back back like, I like, I didn't want to just automatically tag you. Like, it's like, no, you can tag me anytime you do that. Like, All right, cool. And so I tagged, and she's like, like I now want to I share. Know. <laughs> yeah, because you now she got a million and a half followers, and you know what I'm saying. That's
2: hilarious. And so it's
1: like, so when she shared it on her story, and then a lot of them people start going on my story, and so it's jacked up my numbers. Mm-hmm. And so I started telling like, I, and I dropped this other video, and but the best thing about Instagram, you can see who all like look at your story, like yeah. the actual mm-hmm. people, and then <laughs> and then you can see like who make it to the end. And so it was good to see that you. I was like, for some of this stuff holding people's attention like if you get like you can get so many people start a story but you can get some people to listen to a minute and a half story on an ig story list and go to the end it's like you were, all right that's connected number one but then number 2 i'm just looking at the girls who looked at the story from the beginning <laughs> to the end it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay I'm like, like that was curious the
0: new trap
1: yeah oh yeah it's, oh it's Oh, it's so crazy. See, but this—that's why I try to tell guys though. It's like, they—you it, don't even have to be massage addicted to be like a man whore. You can just be nice. If I, if
0: <laughs> I, I, I would argue. You know? I would argue it's better if you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like I mean, the reason why I say that is because most women I've been involved with, they—I'm still cool with them. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I still like, I'm cool with them to this day for the most part. And I don't leave no bad taste in people's mouth. Even if I did leave a bad taste, I might not like how I initially did. They even come back and usually be like, hey, I respect what you did because you didn't. You could have just lied to me like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it always comes back kind of full circle. And that's why I kind of tell people, like, I don't ever lie to women. Like, even, like, me being a comic, I'm on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, women be like, well how did this happen? I'm like, well, you know, they're like, well, just hey, well, anytime you come to blah blah, just like, you know, you can hit me up, you can come chill with me. I'm <laughs> like, all right, cool. You know what I'm saying? They just kind of like, they just kind. Of, yeah, it's I don't a, know. It's kind of cool, it's, it's man. Nice it's like, to have. To, what, to have. It.
0: What what I'm finding out more out? and more is that comics are kind of like chefs, just <laughs> in, in different way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, chef! Oh, man. I've heard something, man. I that's what I'm actually. I'm writing uh like my TV show. That's what my TV show is I'm starting up a web series. It's going to be about me. It's going to be about me working in a restaurant. It's going to be about and of me. It's going to be pretty much a perspective of a a black male in the south working a serve like working as a server, mm-hmm. talking to tables and the dumb shit that you kind of go through and then the life between like the kind of like the relationships between your coworkers and then the front of the house and the back of the house divide and all kind of crazy shit. Hey, if it's you, like yeah, it's,
2: if you need like a surly female chef
0: me. type character, I I would we be got the, one the for surly you. female chef. Man,
1: I man, I'm, like, I want it to be I want everything. That's what I'm saying. That's what eventually I think, I think Dyke I,
0: I think Dyke was offering himself up as the surly female <laughs> chef, but I'm now throwing my name in the hat.
1: <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. I'll say this is one thing. This is one of the funniest things I ever heard in a restaurant, and it was from, it was from the back of the house. And we and that's we, how, we that's are how the most is.
0: sarcastic of the whole group.
1: But it was just the craziest shit. Okay, it's it's like this super nasty. So I'm sorry to just I know you work in a restaurant, so I know you ain't green on none of I've, this shit.
0: I've heard it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was like. <laughs> So, one of my whole boys, he was like the, uh, he was the sous chef man. He came in. He usually got like the fucking worst attitude. He one of those kind of guys, you know. Saying it gets busy, he just starts slamming shit, you know, making a lot. Always in a <laughs> bad attitude. So he come in this one day, all smiles, all happy, blah blah blah. And everybody was like, "Man, bro, why you so happy, bro? You happy today? What happened?" He got late. He was like, "Man, he, now." Not just that, the way he said it, he said, man, I ate ass till the sun came up. <laughs> and that was the... I was like... Bro, I, was like, I literally like, lost life for a Like That's the funniest shit i ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I was like, man, I was like... But yeah, it's just shit like that. It's just like, people, like, unless you work in a restaurant, you don't get it. You know what I'm saying? You won't get how crazy and eclectic motherfuckers are oh, they're sure. it, and that's and that's like the, kind of like comedy kind of the same way, man. It's like it's like it's when it's some group. It's like
0: you meet, like doing you meet crazy time. people. It's like, but oh, also yeah. like the people that I have in my kitchen now are people who I've worked with at three or four jobs, and it's uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's like the like they. I mean, if you have good people who who keep you going like those, are the people that you you bring from job to job, and also I mean, exactly. It's like, that's it. The way he phrased it, like, the bun came off. That's that's not only culinary, but also very sexual. Well done, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I love it. <laughs> it just, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I just love shit like that, man. It's just, and that's what I'm saying. That I think that that wasn't working. Work, work, like, working at a restaurant, that, it helped me, like, you know what I'm saying, just to mm-hmm. be on my feet and to be willing to, you know what I'm saying, to talk shit all the time. Cause I'm a like I'm a good server, but I'm a dick server too though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that, like I don't that, let people that, run That's why me.
0: they keep me in the back.
1: Yeah. I'm super dickish, but I'm like I'm funny enough and smart enough to like usually get out of this shit. But
0: that that, <laughs> but, that helps you I think in like comedy is cause it helps you think on your feet and it helps you kind of like relate to a lot of different kinds of people. And I think I think that's yeah, essential. Yeah. I think I think comedy is basically a service industry and it and it kind of treats you like it helps you realize that like you're not always gonna like like my friends think I'm funny, but it's like I'm not always gonna be talking in front of my friends. It, it helps you kind of, exactly. kind of see a difference a little bit.
1: Exactly, I, I definitely try to teach people that shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like man, it's like yeah, it's just and that's one thing. You know what I'm that's that's one thing. I, that's the most thing I'm most intrigued about with comedy is that I continue, I continually get to like work on that. You know what I'm saying? I, it's like, it's never, never, it's necessarily, there's no comic that's like complete. You know what I'm saying? It's like even Dave Chappelle, he still got probably three or four more albums than him. He still got more shit to say. It's a you know field what I'm of saying? growth. It's, yeah. You still got, it don't matter how you still get better. It don't matter how old, how old you are, how long you've been doing it. Cause I've been doing it, I'm, I've been, I'm five years in now. Mm-hmm. Um, as of last month. But compared to the city, my size of where I'm from, uh, of like, of where Nashville, the comedy scene here, compared to somebody who's here, I'm probably done seven, eight, nine years of work Mm -hmm. because I've been out on the road that much. I've been doing clubs enough where I do sometimes seven, eight shows on a weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's like different stuff. Like that stuff that, you know what I'm saying? That's like just, that stuff you, you get to lap. That's kind of like my thing now. It's like I, I always got a chip on my shoulder. Like I dropped my album last year. Now my goal is I, I got to have another hour. You know what I'm saying? I got to lap, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my goal. It's like, nah. It's like I ain't finna to wait for y'all to be on y'all rhythm. I'm, I am I want to have two hours before y'all get to y'all first because <laughs> I ain't on y'all time together. I'm on mine. You know well, what I'm saying?
0: And like I said, it, it's a field of growth, but it's also it's a field very much based on experience. Like, you guys make jokes based off of things that happen to you and like real life experience. And I think that's why it's, it's constantly evolving and it's constantly something that's, that's very um, like it's reminiscent to people's lives. And I think that's what, that's what makes comedy, especially especially at a weird time like this, like it makes it so relevant because people need something to relate to.
1: Man, that's, yeah. And that's why, um, that's why, yeah, that's, that's why this is going to this. I feel that this is going to be how I, I, what I do in this next few weeks, a month, I have long in this shit. It's like. What I create during this time is going to either stall or create momentum, momentum once I get out of this and just which mm-hmm. me knowing that I'm not going to let myself fall behind. But that's why I'm trying to like I, I, I've been trying to talk to all the other comics. That I like associate with letting them know shit like that, mm-hmm. like telling them like, "Hey, I know it sucks, but get yourself a schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, and like, not necessarily saying you gotta be doing something the whole time, mm-hmm. but don't necessarily wake up every day at noon or one o'clock. Make sure you get get your ass up at nine o'clock. Get your ass up at like ten o'clock somewhere a decent time mm-hmm. because the whole thing." if you do that for a whole goddamn month sleeping in and then you got to go back to reality, it's going (laughs) to be hard to break that habit. Yeah, absolutely. Well,
2: Brad, thank you so so, much. I appreciate you taking your time out of your, uh, out of your life to, uh, talk to us for this long. This has been amazing. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, where can people follow you on the, uh, social media?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, on Instagram, it's, uh, it's just Brad Sativa, all one word. Uh, on Twitter, it's a uh, real Brad Sativa because it some jerk who tried to like take my name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I do have an album out. It's on uh, it's on Spotify, I, like iTunes. It's on Apple Music. It's on Pandora. It's called Petty. Brad Sativa's Petty is on everything. Got that comment. Uh, on YouTube, I got all kinds of different stuff on there. Just type in Brad's TV. You can see all kind of different videos and different links on there. And then, uh, yeah, I got some, uh, some more video stuff coming out soon. Uh, some more like sketches and some more different things, but yeah, you can find me all over the internet. Just type in Brad's TV. It'll pop up. Perfect.
2: Hell yeah, Brad. And, uh, for those of you listening out there Brad is fucking hilarious. Uh you also do just have really dope merch. Like you have wearable merch. I have friends that came and saw you at your show and uh I see him walking around with the the petty hats and the Steve hats and I'm <laughs> like, "Oh, he he really has like wearable merch, you know. It's not just something that you buy and throw in a closet and never and never sport. And this is stuff that you want to wear cuz it looks dope." <laughs>
1: For sure, for sure. Appreciate that. Yeah, we got. Some, I'm working on some new stuff for that too. Uh, that's what i that was saying. That's the best thing about being locked down is you can work on different designs and work on different things. And I'm going to have some shit ready for motherfuckers once we get out of this shit. All
2: right, Brad. Thank you. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll talk to you next time.
1: I appreciate you so much. But yeah, when I'm in Indy next time, I'm gonna I'm come to whatever restaurant you're at. And I'm gonna try to get some food out there.
0: Oh, please do. <laughs>
1: Okay, for sure. Like, I'll make sure that it'll be sooner than later. Sooner (laughs) after we get out of
0: here. Uh, Sooner would be better uh, for me. All
1: right, for sure, for sure. But yeah, nice talking to y'all. and Thanks for having
0: me. Thanks so much.